When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, you're feeling better. Yeah, I am. <laughs> a little bit. It is New Year's Eve. I know. Isn't that great? Girl, 365 days have passed uh, since the beginning of 2020. Oh, 2021. Oh, shit. Not 20. Let me take us back to 2020. Um, it's officially about to be 2022, girl. Well, you know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any control over it, but I'm glad that we're seeing an end to 2021. We're kind of, uh, uh, spirits are a little dampened because yeah. of uh, a new Omega-Zon. variant called mm-hmm. Omicron <laughs> or Omicron, as Joe Omicron. Biden mistakenly referred to it. I'm like, oh yeah, you can handle it. You can't even pronounce it, but you can handle uh-huh. it. I do not blame <laughs> Joe Biden on variants, however. Yeah, it's not Joe Biden's fault. Just how viruses are. They grow and change, much like, much like human beings. Yes, just like my hemorrhoids. They grow Ew. and they change. Can I, can, you, can I see one? Can you want to show me? Turn around real quick. I, I am turned around. Oh. <laughs> Did you think that was my face? <laughs> <laughs> so... On this episode of Ebony and Irony, we're going to revisit some of our favorite moments of 2021, some of um, our fiercest moments from the podcast. But before oh, yeah. that, Bunny, do you but have that, a list? Oh, but that's that's going to be so hard to do, Monet. I mean, there are so many gems throughout our. When did we start this shit? February of last year. Of January? The end of Jan- end of January, yeah. Oh my god, it's in a whole year with you. Well, yes, I do have a few uh moments that, that stood out to me in twenty twenty one. Should we go okay. with it? Yeah, let's let, let's hear what you have to say about twenty twenty one. In January twenty twenty one, President Biden is told he needs to assemble a cabinet. Coming home from Ikea, he realized he's misunderstood the task. (laughs) February 3rd, I attended a Black Lives Matter protest with a sign that said, I can't breathe. Everyone yelled, take off your Spanx. (laughs) Don't laugh at that. That's fat shaming. Uh, (laughs) In March, Adele got rid of that big cow body and we learned there was a horse face underneath. Sarah Jessica Parker is considering a lawsuit. 
In April, there is such an epidemic of violence against trans women that Wendy Williams now has an armed guard. <laughs> 2021 sees Sharon Needles working on a new album. <laughs> I'm sorry, that always gets me. Um, in May, oh, May 12th, the Ellen DeGeneres show ends after accusations of a toxic workplace. Honey, if to toxic workplaces are shut down, Monet's asshole is off limits. Okay, that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, May 29th, the winner of Drag Race Season 12 was announced. No, I don't remember her name either. <sighs> In July 2021, rapper DaBaby faced backlash for homophobic remarks. DaBaby went on to claim that gay fans of his do not have HIV AIDS because they are not, quote, nasty gay N-words or junkies, unquote. Uh, I beg to differ, DaBaby. I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> <laughs> In July, breakthrough infections began among the vaccinated, proving that COVID is no joke. One patient was so seriously deranged from COVID that he thought he had won an election he actually lost by millions of votes. July 29th, I got covid July 30th, I got scabies. July 31st, I got AIDS. August 1st, I stopped going to industry bar. October 1st, diminutive gymnast Simone Biles bowed out of the Olympics due to mental health issues. I was livid. Simone is my therapist. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, Lady Gaga said it was challenging to play Patrizia in House of Gucci. I'll say... Patricia was attractive and had good taste in clothes. <laughs> December 15th, thousands of members of New York City's Indian community blocked traffic to worship a singing cow. Quote, that's the last time I'll ever perform in Queens, warned Mariah Carey. <laughs> December 3rd, the trial of Jesse Smollett begins. He <laughs> is now the first American to scam Nigerians. <laughs> <laughs> December 5th, Bette Midler was just awarded the Kennedy Center Honor. She's currently filming the sequel to Hocus Pocus, 30 years after the original, playing a buck-tooth old hag. Disney was relieved that she did not require a makeup artist this time around. That is, concludes my year in Roundup oh my of God. my major events. And, uh, you know, I, I, this was a an odd year, but I'll tell you this. Wow. We started this podcast in 2020, mm -hmm. and I've, I'm now getting on planes. I'm now going to work. There may be something of a, of a shutdown or lockdown again because of the, the, the surge, but we're in a lot better place. I mean, you, I don't know if you, if you follow this, but they had a surge down south in several states in July and August because people wanted to be indoors when it's so hot, they want to be air conditioned, which makes mm -hmm. total sense. Right. Because the, and so now they have been predicting for quite a while that there would be a winter surge in the North. And that is exactly what is happening. And yeah. we just have to, to, to understand that even though there will be new variants and stuff that, you know, the, the pandemic, Will turn the pandemic. The ah, will will turn into an endemic, which means that it will eventually just be like the flu. There is good news um, that that there are two pills. Uh, one is by Merck, and one is by Pfizer. I think the Pfizer one is more um, uh, effective, a lot more effective. But uh, th this is a pill that you would take within a couple of days after contracting COVID. And what does it do? well, it helps you recover a lot quick, more quickly. So if you are in a high risk group and you go from, and you're not having a mild case, or if you're unvaccinated and mm -hmm. you're subject to, you know, not getting over it as easily, then this pill will help anyone who gets COVID recover more quickly. And it's out they're now? saying, no, they said it might be out 
in a month or so, which is great because they're not sure about the degree to which the vaccines guard against uh, Omicron. So, mm. you know, there's, there's also other therapeutics that have been used. So we're, we're definitely, even though it seems like a setback, and hey, it is a setback, and there's a lot of things we can talk about. I'd love to have a doctor on in the coming year to talk about other things that we could be doing. I loved having yeah. the other uh, doctor who was Dr. your Darian. friend. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, I'd like to fuck he's him so also, but hot. I don't think oh, that so that's going to happen. But if I told him that I had COVID and collapsed in his arms, maybe he would, I don't He'll know. He'll drop you. That's never happened with any man. Um, <laughs> they're always begging for more mm, money, sure. money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, that, yes, I would love to have a doctor. So I think, don't you think that we're in, in a in a better place, even though it is a bitter pill to think that there's a scary new variant, even if it oh, might yeah. be mild. You know, we're it, definitely it, in a better place. And people are just upset because it's uh, you know because it. it because of what happened in 2020, we all like, oh God, are we going back into that same thing? March, April, May, June, 2020. I don't think it's going to be that. More, way more people are vaccinated, and we know way more about the, vi the virus. But like you said, it's until it until it, it becomes like the flu. This is just kind of what we have to deal with. But I don't think we're going to be uh, fucking locked away like 2020 again. I don't think that's going to happen. Yes, I mean it. It. it Listen, it's not fun to have a new variant right after the new Delta variant is, what, five months old, six yeah. months old. But, you know, maybe we abandon some of the masking too soon. Can I just say, as someone who follows way too many doctors mm -hmm. on Twitter, that so here's one thing that we know about all variants. What? You get it. You get COVID indoors where there's no social distancing and there's no masking. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Now I yeah. know that it is unnatural to want to, it's natural to want to eat and hang out and veg out with your family, friends on holidays, but there's safer ways to do it. If you're in a warm place, try mm -hmm. to eat outdoors. Even if you open a window when you're around family members who you're not normally with, you can go and get tested before right. you see your family, especially if you're going to be around really old people who could die from COVID, even if you're young and strong. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, just just think about it. I mean, I, my mother is a nurse and I, I she said that her, um, you know, like my sister and her daughter are they drove down there um to chattanooga to spend christmas with them and they said that the 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 her son is going to fly well you know i don't i don't think that's a good idea i said is he going to quarantine in a hotel because if he brings COVID and he's not the most careful person he's a great kid i do love him um but he's not the most careful he's not at the highest risk at 25 mm -hmm. you know um, and not heavy or not having any other health problems. So it's like these things are a pain and nobody wants to sit around um, Christmas dinner with masks on, you know, because you want to yeah. relax at home and you want to eat and, and, and drink and, and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I was, in, I was in Fort Lauderdale and someone, some queen I was working with offered me a vape pen of weed. Oh, girl, and, no. And, 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 no, but she said, I have alcohol wipes. For the vape? Wipe. Yeah, well, well, because I'm putting my mouth on a yeah, stranger's but that's thing. And it, you should have scared it, it all, period. No, I, no, I didn't have it. I didn't, I didn't oh. do any of it. And, you know, it turns out that she's a sex worker and might be, you know, with a lot more people. But at least she had that alcohol and being safe. So there are little things like opening a window, um, you know, f f every few minutes. There are little things that we can do in this awful thing. I mean, there, there's... There's, you know, I think clubs are going to have to learn about getting better ventilation if we're yeah. going to, if, if they want to reopen um, like they were. I think, you know, we are seeing more testing. Biden did say he was going to enable people to get refunded if he's, he'll send out a te test to people. So, yeah, this is contact tracing. It, it, it's not over, but, you know, uh, 
these pills will help. So don't be too depressed, folks. Um, Everyone should go out there and get boosted, get vaccinated. I got my booster um, and I just had like a really bad headache. Nothing, no other side effects, really. And um, yeah, just to guarantee that you, not just keeping yourself safe, but if you're going to see family and friends and grandmas and uncles, you're keeping them safe, too. But you're getting boosted and vaccinated and also get the flu shot, too, because it's about to be it's about it's flu season for real for real out here. Well, one reason to get the flu shot is that we've all been walking around with masks, those of us who have. And um, so we, we're, our immune system may be a little bit weak to anything mm-hmm. from a cold to uh, a flu or whatever. And I mean, I mean, I picked up herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea and genital wars just in the last week. So, I mean, yeah, our immunity systems are down. <laughs> and, oh uh, you know, now it it is important. Vaccination is very effective. And, and but it mm-hmm. but it, it, in guarding against the worst outcomes, like going to a hospital or a morgue, like this is the best thing about the vaccine. Yeah. Um, and, and the vaccines do wane a bit in effic- efficacy. They, efficacy. they, some people are saying, though, that by not vaccinating the world, we're allowing these, um, we're allowing these uh, mutations to spring up all over the place, like South Africa or Botswana mm-hmm. or wherever this would begin. But sure, the vaccines uh, keep you out of the hospital and the morgue. Uh, in most instances, they work very well in that effect, effect, and they do make it make transmission a little more difficult. But you can still get breakthrough infections, yeah. so you can still spread it, and you can still still get it. But honey, we just all got to be vigilant, you know. Yeah, um, uh, it's 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 a headache, but yeah, um, I felt so dark and so depressed. I mean, literally, like in a depression. Um, when we started doing this podcast and it wasn't, it wasn't because of you, Monet, it was because we were in a much darker time without these pills on the horizon. I mean, anybody who follows me on social media knows that I am not the person who trusts, uh, the pharmaceutical industry, the, the, the most, I'm not the first to say, Oh yeah, trust, trust, trust anything. But, um, Hey, we can get through this and, I, I wish everyone a very, very happy holiday, however you decide to celebrate it. Yeah. Maybe there will be a little safety in there for your sake. <laughs> for sure. So on that note, we're gonna now we're going to listen to some of the greatest hits of 2021 of Ebony and Irony. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was listening to the radio at my parents' home in wait, Chatter- wait, wait, wait. There were radios in the 20s? <laughs> I was listening to the radio and I heard the news. This was national news. Mm. Um, Rockstar, Wayne County, and the Electric Chairs mm. uh, has changed their name to Jane County yeah. and the Electric Chairs because Jane has transitioned. Jane went on to become a punk rock icon in the 1970s with songs like If You Don't Want to Fuck Me, Baby, 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 Fuck Off. She is one of my favorite performers. She was on the Andy Warhol scene along with trans pioneers Hollywood Lawn and Candy Darling. She has a brilliant autobiography, Man Enough to Be a Woman, hung out with John Waters star Divine, took part in the Stonewall riots. This lady is part of our history, and we are so lucky to have someone who has influenced David Bowie, Lou Reed, the Ramones, Pete Burns, and the police 
once opened for her band. I wow. met her at the Pyramid Club in the 1980s. Um, when she was at Soundcheck asking if anyone had diet pills, I had some, <laughs> and we have hit it off ever since. Please welcome punk, trans, rock, goddess, superstar, Jane County. Jane. Hi, Jane. Yes. Hi. Do you have any pills? Any more diet pills? <laughs> <laughs> no more uh, diet pills. I gave up she on used, the diet long ago. Them. <laughs> uh, Jen, now, but Jane, we did not have you on here to read me like this and gang up no. with my co-host. Hey, That's okay. We'll, we'll 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 get to all of that. How are you doing? Okay. I'm doing fine, feeling fine. Have, you know, I have my ups and downs like a roller coaster. My life has been like a roller coaster, up and down, and I mean, uh, I, I, never I, I, never really just straight steady. Always bumpy. That's always I, a bump in the road. It seems like no matter what I do, there's another bump to get over. You know. Well, you know what? I mean, well, when you have lived a life, uh, such an influential life and someone mm -hmm. who has uh, who has changed the face of queer history, honestly, I'm old, I mean, <laughs> old huh? You, you, you have lived a beautiful life. So I, oh, think, I, I think my question to you to start off is how does it so someone who has been on the forefront of so many uh, 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 iconic queer Pieces of queer history. How does the community look to you now? Well, well, it looks it's, it looks kind of fragmented. I'm an old girl. I mean, back in the '60s, when I was '60s and '70s, when I was hanging out, things were a little more uh, less fragmented. I mean, people all went to the same bars and clubs. You know, now you've got you got to, these people go there, and then these people go there, and these people go there. It doesn't seem like there's much mixing. And, and a lot of the places that used to mix, like the, the Pyramid and uh, Jackie 60s and places, are gone now. Mm. So it doesn't seem to be as much mixing together. By, by mixing, I mean all kinds of people. Uh, straight, also, gay, transsexual, yeah. transgender, every, everything. Women, men. Doesn't seem to be as much as that now. You came up performing with rock bands. So that That's was right. always kind of a mixed scene, right? That was a very, yeah, it was very mixed, but mostly, mostly straight. Uh, my audiences were mostly straight, and uh, which was really, really bizarre. Uh, like when I played at Max's Kansas City with my band, uh, the audiences were just about 99% straight. Wow. I don't know why straight people, uh, they, they were kind of, seemed to be in awe, kind of like they liked it, maybe attending for, because it was freaky to them, you know, the, let's go see this freaky freaky character called Wayne County. I hear he does this on stage and this on stage. So I had a lot of that. So so, so when you first started performing, you were Wayne County, and then you decided to transition, and then you became Jane County. Became Jane, yeah. Jane. How do you say uh, Jane influenced Bowie and Hedwig? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming, because it's also you read about the, uh, like the 70s and 60s and how these artists, they would go to clubs like this and just chill and kiki. So would Bowie like come come to your, to well, your shows to at some point? I used, to sign, I used to be signed to Bowie's uh, main man agency. Oh. Uh, Bowie, the same management agency. We had the same manager. And basically oh, wow. they, the man, well, the management company basically took me for a ride. They used a lot of my ideas. And then when they kind of like sucked me dry, they kind of like let me go, really. They were kind of used, they really used me, uh, actually. Um, it was um, quite an experience because I would, there'd be parties and things and uh, David would be there and we'd, we'd go into a, a broom closet or something and do a little, cocaine, a little cocaine or something. And uh, <laughs> then we'd start talking and, and i just, blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and blabbing my ideas and plus he sent me into the studio to do a bunch of demos so uh, three times i went to the studio to do demos of my music and like a fool sent my sent it to him with hopes that he'd produce my album right and so but 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 what happened was instead of him producing my album he took my songs and he was influenced by a lot of them he used a lot of the ideas I had like a, I had songs like "Are You a Boy," "Are You a Girl," "Man," "Are You Man Enough to Be a Woman," "Are You Wonder," "Are You My Wonder Woman," things like that. Which a lot of the ideas, uh, a lot of them kind of 
started showing up on his albums, particularly uh -huh. uh, Ballad and Sing. But let, just for, as an example, uh, we had this long rap after we did some cocaine. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I know the kind. Yeah, hello. <laughs> well, also, and I just have a quick question. Was this, because my mind wants to know, did Bowie had the good shit or was it the cheap shit? It was all right. It made me. It made me I, I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing a lot. I wasn't doing a lot of coke at the time. I was still, you know, still pretty coke free at that time. But got it, so it got was it. kind of. It was kind of new to me. Uh, uh, I I'd hardly ever done it before. It just made me got rap it. and talk. I'd done. I had done speed before because at one time I was a bit of a speed freak and used to pop black beauties and beat up my beat up wrestlers on stage. Y'all, please welcome the very charming Boomer Banks. Hi, guys. How are you? Thank you for having guys. me. Guys! Um, <laughs> Boomer Banks, how are you, darling? I'm great, Monet, Bunny. I love you guys. So, Boomer, so obviously you are a porn star, so you are you are naturally um, a sex-positive person. Um, yes. How has in... in not naturally. Oh, not naturally. And you'd be surprised at the amount of people that do this stuff and are very close-minded or and or lack it, uh, uh, any sort of um, self-awareness of 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 things like being undetectable, um, you know, mm. just playing out being sex positive. Like sex does not equal sex positivity, guys. I want mm, to reiterate that. Sex does not equal sex positivity. And you can be a sex worker and still be fucking closed-minded as fuck. Because some of these guys, and, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the women or be, you know, misogynist, but some of these girls also just want their money. And they don't care to understand anything in regards to any sort of uh, uh, sexual disease or anything. Well, but what, what, what would some be, of these girls are very smart. What would be an example of, of someone in the sex industry um, who is having sex for a living but who is not sex positive? Gay for pay. Gay for pay, guys. Okay. Um, so an attitude would be guys who are bi-curious, mm -hmm. who uh, realize that there's more money in the, um, in the gay industry and they, they tap their legs into that. Mm -hmm. And um, but then they don't bother to understand uh, queerness Got and uh, and stuff like that. And, and it's very often the case. But, but this has and been a they eventually this, this has been ahead. a very uh, hot debate for years because a lot of gay people are turned on by straight acting or straight guys. I mean, it's been a debate yeah. over the go-go dancers for years because, you know, some of these yeah. dancers are, are, are brooding and sexy and you don't know whether they're going to fuck you or they're going to kill you. In fact, they are not, uh, you know, uh, gay, but that turns a lot of gay people on. So um, in an, and I'm I'm from I'm from the like thought process that I'm going to give my money to my queer fellows. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to come and uh, uh, be a guest in our community um, and benefit from it um, monetarily, the least you can do is understand who we are as a people and not just take take right. take take. Right. take. I, I thought that. you meant I sex positive yeah. in terms of you have healthy attitudes about sex, that you're not a slut they if you have sex a lot, you know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's a lot of things now, Bunny. It's a lot of things now. And, and of course, that is one of the main things in regards to, um, uh, you know, being sex positive is, is an awareness of, 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 big things like one of the big things is um H you know hiv positive um uh, an incurable disease um mm -hmm. that well um and I, I i was just featured on plus magazine um i, I it was my uh big coming out because i had never really talked about it i was outed by a a, a blog when i first started mm. they outed my name they outed my hiv status and it was a very traumatic experience for me. Where, yeah. So I where do you think that never to talk about? Where did that come from? Where, where, what What was the kind of it blog? Is it, it a gossip from, blog, a porn blog? I mean, that's evil. It was. It was some Wendy Williams shit. <laughs> yeah, I right. Yeah, it was very Wendy. So that's 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 the culture, right? It's like, what's the tea? Like, let's tell the tea on this person. And then some people don't know how to. And I, this is a great segue to kind of what you wanted to talk about, and I wanted to talk about Bunny. Um, 
accountability as opposed to shame. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, shaming people and help holding people accountable. Like I started the porn industry HIV positive for now I've been HIV positive for 19 years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, it was still like over a decade and I had no shame in it. And obviously the people who were hiring me knew exactly what was going on with me. Yeah. The people that I was working with knew exactly what was going on with me. Uh, I only did condom porn at the time and, and prep wasn't, was barely kind of happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, it was still something that was not for someone else to disclose. Oh no. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like coming out. Like you, it's not someone else's, you know, it, it's, it's mine. It's mine to disclose. And someone thought that it was theirs. And, um, and it was gross and it was traumatic and, and it kind of made me recoil. And, and I, I felt bad because up until then I was just, I, I was very much an advocate for HIV and it took me a while before I got back into it. But even then when I got back into it, I would not talk about my HIV status. Mm-hmm. I would just talk about my, my, my advocacy in regards to it. And, um, are there other, um, porn stars who have come out as HIV positive? Is this some, is there a stigma against yes. this in the business? It was obviously a, a huge stigma. Initially it was just like no more condomless porn, you know, all the studios, all these producers and directors who now do condomless at one point were like condoms only. Yes. I remember. Um, and you know what I mean? There was a whole campaign, right? Now, all the studios, I, I don't think there's, I, I don't know of a studio that uses condoms anymore because there's a self-awareness of PrEP. There's a self-awareness of getting tested mm-hmm. frequently. There's a self-awareness of, and that's sex positivity right there, right? Yeah. But it took a while and it's still sometimes a, a very interesting conversation to have with people. And there still are people in the industry that'll say, I, I, I won't work with someone who's HIV positive. Mm-hmm. This week on Ebony Irony is the icon, the legend, Michael Musta. Michael is the longtime gossip columnist for The Village Voice, which is um, now gone. The, his column, La Dolce Musto, was the only part that a lot of people read of The Village Voice. He has two books, Downtown and Manhattan on the Rocks, and he now writes for everything from New York Times to Paper to Daily Beast to Queerty to New Now Next, and is an MSNBC contributor at times. Michael, uh, you were a good friend of Nelson Sullivan, whose videos have come uh, become cult favorites on YouTube because he was... Uh, you know, a videographer who caught all of the downtown scene, uh, early uh, RuPaul, Bunny, uh, Paige, you know, uh, Christine. Remember Christine? Uh, Lee Bowery. Yeah, I mean, give us your memory of of Nelson. How did you two meet? We met through Grant Mewborn, who was in my band. He was one of my backup singers for the Motown band. Okay. And um, Nelson was this sweet Southern guy, real gent. And he worked at a uptown music store where they sold like sheet music. It was like so not part of the downtown scene. But at night, he would dress like Amnesia Sparkles. That was his drag character. <laughs> and he would carry around this heavy, heavy video camera. This was way before you could just lift up your phone. He had an exclusive on the scene, and we would talk almost every day, and we'd say, what are you doing tonight? I would tell him I'm going to area. He would follow me to area. He would follow me on my gigs with my band or my parents' house in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, for the holidays. Every time I farted, he got it on camera. And (laughs) the great thing about it is we didn't know anybody would ever see these videos. There was no internet. There was no YouTube. The next day, he would give me a tape. Oh, here's from last night. Here's a tape of what happened. And I would think, you know, I would watch it. It was like nobody else was watching it. Uh-huh. Years later, it shows up on YouTube, and now we're legendary from these videos. Oh, girl! And, and for, for all the kids who 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 what, what Bunny and Michael talk uh, talking about, there's all those videos you see of like Rue at the bodega, or like Bunny like bending her. The one the, uh, there's one of Bunny on like 14th Street with her ass. You like bending over and like going up, some shit like that. All those videos from like the 80s and early 90s. That's that's what you're talking about Nelson Sullivan, who would capture all of this stuff and. There's one of me and uh, Albert and Lizard Souffle and her son on the on the train, and I, it has like three or four million views. 
Wow. <laughs> Just because it's a glimpse of the old New York. And the thing is, we were not self-conscious for Nelson's camera because we didn't think anybody would ever see it. Right. We were right. just, uh, we loved his camera. We loved acting for it, but we weren't holding back. And yeah. that's why they're so good. And there's one video called Bunny Needs Coke Money of me <laughs> trying to borrow money from, because I lived with Nelson. So you oh. know, he always had that camera out. It's a 12 hour video. <laughs> In my mind, this this video camera is like the size of a Subaru. Or was yes. it not? It was clunky. He eventually got a better one, but he didn't he care. That kind of, he was a little bit shy, and I think that made him popular when he would show up with that camera. Everybody wanted to see Nelson. Was Nelson cute? Yes. Horrible. Yes. Okay. Bunny, did you and Nelson ever hook up? No, we never did. Oh. Oh, Bunny, did you? No. Okay. Of course we didn't. Lies. You mentioned you mentioned that a guy was cute that's been dead for uh, uh, years, and you're like, ooh, ooh, did you hook up, girl? <laughs> I want to know, girl. No, she means when he's alive. <laughs> yeah, when he was alive, buddy. No, no, buddy. I don't. I don't think you're into fucking necromancy. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I mean, it buddy, was my I, it was my idea to have Michael on. But. But the now I didn't like to be filmed by Nelson because that video was always out. I mean, I said do anything, and if I'm in drag, whatever you want. But when you live with somebody, I didn't want the real world before the real world. But the, my favorite video of his is when I said videotape my hand, and I'm wiggling my finger because his dog blackout. I could make them. I could sit. They would all be sitting in this big room, mm -hmm. and I could wiggle my finger and make a blackout bite Nelson, his <laughs> owner, from across the room. <laughs> that was my favorite because I loved, loved, loved blackout. Who we you know had? I think we had blackout after Nelson died. Oh wow! So. I love the videos because to me they prove that I exist. <laughs> yeah. well, like, yes, I really met RuPaul. I swear. See, I know RuPaul. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because I remember, like, I remember seeing videos of you. You used to do stuff with like MTV, right? Or am I making that yes, up? Yes. In the '80s, this wonderful woman, Elisa Bellatini, liked my style. She had me doing segments for MTV. I was so gay. I was wearing feathers and shit. I really was like one of the first gays on TV, let me tell you. And then in the 90s, I got on the Gossip Show on the E! Channel. I was on that the show for The E! Seven. Channel, yes, uh, yes. And that was the same as The Voice. They said, you have to audition. I did a segment. They loved it. I became one of their top people. And you just look at the camera and gossip like I'm doing now. Wow. But I have to say, I think I do have COVID. Uh, not to switch gears here, but I've lost all sense of feeling. And uh, this morning, I answered the iron. And... <laughs> the good news is it was Helen Keller calling. We had a really nice catch-up call. Uh -huh. Well, have you lost your sense of smell and taste too? No, thank God. Because oh, okay. I'm, I'm into Scott, so <laughs> he lost the taste in the eighties. Everything's girl. good. I've traveled with this bitch extensively, and she is here to talk about. Her nuts. Please welcome <laughs> Latrice Royale. Woo! Hey, honey. Let's What's the tea? What's the tea? What's the tea? Nothing much, Latrice. It is so good to have you on this podcast. You know, I have been doing this podcast with Bunny, and it has literally been, I want to say labor of love, but the love part has been missing. It's just been a labor. <laughs> so I'm happy to have you here, Tracy. You get what you get when you deal with her. I'm just saying. That's it. You, you get what you get? Sounds like I said what I said. There you go. I'm, I'm trending, bitch. I'm trending. I'm with the times now. But you know what? Bunny brings up a good point. Latrice is from the good old days of Drag Race when girls would not going on the show to make catchphrases so they can sell keychains and t-shirts. <laughs> they were just uh, being real. I, I, yeah. Okay, I, I don't want to dismiss anybody else. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, like soak it up and purse first. Those aren't manufactured, but it just, Latrice is from the very, very, very organic days of Drag Race that all that stuff came from. I like the way you said yes. that, organic. Organic, yes. well, We weren't yeah. so, uh, Forced and produced. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first big question, Latrice, is going into these new seasons of Drag Race. Like, I want to say, 
you know, for the past five, six seasons. Like, how do you feel about it? Like, how, like, like Ooh, your perception shit. of as as one of the OGs of, of of the franchise that honestly made it what it was. What is your perception? How do you feel about Drag Race currently? No, actually, I am like enjoying my time with Drag Race because um, I'm able to see the evolution and growth. And now we're watching the girls who really grew up watching us on the show. So um, it's kind of like a full circle moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely always intrigued about the new trends and what drag is taking. And so this young demographic and generation is bringing something fresh and new. And bitch, you know, I'm damn near 50, but I'm going to keep up with you. Uh, <laughs> no, in fact, you're going to have to still try to keep up with me, bitch. That's just going to be what it is. So, um, yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I'm actually becoming, you know, like a fan again. You know, I went through my period where I was like, ugh, girl, it's just more of the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like the girls come in already knowing kind of sort of what to expect because a lot of them are for so from social media mm -hmm. and they're in the game like from that aspect of things. So um, it's, you, you kind of come in pre-produced and a little not so green as you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of greens, I have my edibles sitting right here, which I was gonna pop one in, but I I, I like to wait till mid interview so that I don't get because when I take because these bitch these be hitting hard these uh these Kiva Caminos girl I be really walking on sunshine so I like to do it halfway through. Speaking of popping one in, uh, oh Valentine's Day arrived, and uh, the only gift that I got was from a very distinguished older black man. Latrice Royale sent me some of her, uh, some of her delicious new nuts. I'm looking for the, it's the, it's the I, it, it, they really are delicious. And they were launched for Valentine's Day. Latrice's squirrel brand Ruby motherfucking Royale assortment features pistachio, almonds, cranberry, yogurt. Now drooling, I shoved handfuls of her nuts into my mouth greedily. How did this partnership come about? I really did love them, and I yes. thank you. And I, 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 and while Bunny was saying that, I ran to my kitchen to get my nuts to show Latrice. Oh, Girl, I have been chomping down. <laughs> I have been eating these nuts like they're going out of style. They're so fucking good. The packaging is so cute. I'm so into it. Oh my God. So it was really um, unexpected. At first, um, my, my publicist, Andre um, Morris, who has been working with me for the past four or five years, four years, three, four years, four years, I would say. Um, and um, he was approached by Huge, which is the marketing firm that was representing Squirrel Brand. And uh, when they first said, you know, here's a brief and this is what they're thinking and would you be interested? I was like, nuts and the trees? Hello, yes, I'm interested. <laughs> Very intrigued. And so, um, you know, we started, you know, looking through and seeing what their goal was and what the, the you know, what the, the the dream was, you know, and yeah. they, they didn't think they were going to be able to get me for some reason. I don't know why they thought that because I was at home doing nothing during the pandemic. So, <laughs> bitch, yeah, I'm free. I'm not free, but I'm available. <laughs> now, when I posted, now I, I will tell you the truth. I really did did love them, and I, I did eat them all in one day. And now, <laughs> I, I oh, bitch, we can see, we can see. Shut you don't up. We can see. This is a podcast. They can't see how fat I've gotten. Um, the the uh, but there, it doesn't come with a resealable lid, so you have to eat them all. And yes, it does. Well, it does. Well, it does. You can cop the thing. Back yeah, right you probably on. use the can opener to yours, Bunny, which was <laughs> not what you should have done. <laughs> oh my god! Well, okay, so uh, so so this is a podcast that y'all can't see, but it's like one of those lids that you just pop it open with like a pen or like a sharpie or something. You can pop it back on. But Bunny, being from an older generation, has used a can opener for hers, so she was not able to reseal it. I cannot. Oh, you. You kid crazy kids, what do you come up with next? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, I cannot tell you how excited and happy Buddy and I are to have one of the most delightful, funniest bitches on this side of the hemisphere. Wait, 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 wait. I thought we were having Katya. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the lovely, the delectable Katya Zarkova. Monet exchange from Drag Race. <laughs> Lady B. <laughs> She's got shit on her face. <laughs> I love, I love that, I love the, 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 um, the theme song. Thank by the you. Way. It's Bunny, so that's good. all Bunny. That's all I Bunny. Know. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that uh, Monet from Drag Race and mm-hmm. Lady B from all over every other place. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, all, all three of us, we are girls. We are, we are uh, 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 career women. Yep. And, um, bitch, finding love in this industry is so fucked up. It's so hard. I've had many a roller coaster in love and mm-hmm. in this journey of my life. How yeah. is yours? What's the team? Um, I wish I could fucking? say that there was one. Um, I'm not currently embroiled in a romantic scenario, although I would like very much for that to change immediately. I well, did you are a, in I luck. Just... You are in luck because as a thank you for doing this podcast, Monet has agreed to fuck you. After that, I have agreed to kill you. So you're going to, both of your dreams are going to come true and you are going to be a goth heroine for centuries. Monet Exchange will fuck my face. <laughs> Lady B. <laughs> we'll put you in your resting place. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, so I just completed a seven-day retreat um, where Ooh. I did a lot of introspection and I completely have transformed as a human being. I'm now proud to say that I am perfect and ready for love. Um, <laughs> and... I um I don't have any faults. I don't have there are no cons when you when you you know I mean well I'm smoking right now but that's just a ruse. I will quit that very shortly in three, <laughs> for three or four days. Um, and I'm ready. I'm ready to be. Um, I'm ready to have a boyfriend and I'm ready to get married. Although I don't need to get married, but I'm ready for so a very quickly? monotonous commitment. Okay, sure. Are you the girl like you go on two dates and you're like I yep. already know I'm yep. down. Let's let's make it yep. happen. Really. Yeah, I will say that in my head, but I'm not a psychopath, so I won't say that to another person right there. But in my head, I mean, when you know, you know. I th- no, I don't agree with that, bitch. When you know, bitch, when, when you know, you think you know, and then two weeks later, you're like, oh, no. You know what I, I mean? I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But I'm an optimist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, like, so, for example, I went out on a date and um, I, last year. So I joined Hinge. Oh my God! It's I was a, on Hinge too. I don't like it though. Mira, I, I, like I it joined either. Unhinge. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I've had that's, no that's, luck. that's exactly what Trixie said. She's like, Hinge. Have you tried Unhinge? You <laughs> fucking psychopath. <laughs> so, so Trixie wears my wigs and, and rips off jokes. my jokes before <laughs> I tell them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready to do it. Listen, I'm, I'm approaching. I'm approaching the twilight of my life. I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm no spring chicken. I'm almost 45 years old, and I'm ready to do it now. I'm ready to make a commitment tomorrow. I'm ready to etch it in blood on some, you know, parchment that's made out of skin, and I'm ready to do it. Yeah. So, so this is, I mean, so, I mean, that's an interesting way to go about it. But hey, if you're a planner, uh, that's that's great. But so it's not that you've met someone who you see oh, no. that is unlike the others who were flings that you that you want to make something serious. You're just in the mood. You think it's time. To it's get time. hitched, yeah. okay. And I don't mean hitched in like as in a legal sense because I don't really believe in gay marriage. Well, I don't. It's not that I don't believe in gay marriage. I just don't really. I'm not interested in gay marriage. For you, yeah. Um, yeah I don't yeah. see the point. I'm not going to merge my assets with any other human being. Girl, absolutely the hell no. not. I mean, I just don't understand why. And I, I honestly don't even want to sleep in the same bed as them. Um, but um, I just, I really want what. What? So, okay, so what? So what type of dudes are you in, are you into? Like, like what I'll is your you. idea? Okay, thirty eight to forty five years old from Mexico City has his own money, but didn't grow up rich. Um, his name is Diego. He works in music engineering. He has a mathematical mind. He's not super into languages. His English is actually not super great. He's a little subconscious about it. But he's been living in LA for about four years. Doesn't have his own friend group, but he's willing to like um, to merge with mine, but at, at, a, at a, like a responsible kind of level. Um, he loves the occult. He loves. Um, animals, but he doesn't have any pets because he's both allergic to cats and dogs, which is a real bummer for him. <laughs> and, um, and I'm flexible on the name Diego only. 
<laughs> well, well, good oh, luck, sister. Good luck. And he's a bottom. He's gay and he's a bottom. This is very important. He's gay, he's a bottom, and he's got a huge ass. Okay. All right, so wait, I don't wait, care about the dick. You're a top? Yeah, yeah. I don't know this. I've been fighting it, and I don't, I don't really believe in labels. Um, got you, got you. I mean, I'm definitely willing to, I mean, I've had things up my ass, and I'm willing to do that, but I, I can't hook up with a top because I don't like to, I just don't fantasize about getting pounded. And I have a tiny pussy, the LA's tightest cunt, three years in a row with a teeny short cervix. Katia, <laughs> I think short vagina. I feel like we are the same person. I, are we I really? Le- I legit like I I in in most of my sexual relationships, I I'm in ninety percent of the times I top, and sometimes I am to bottom. But I don't. I'm not one of these girls. Like you see bitches in porn or friends, and they like live to get fucked. They're like. Please, Mary. it like releases Mary. their life. It, not for y'all me. are in New York, right? You're all in you're yes. New York. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, New Yorkers, about something. I've moved. To, I've been in LA for about three, four years, maybe five years now. Mama, sweetie, <laughs> darling. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this ottoman I have over in the corner. That's not an ottoman. That's an LA butt plug. <laughs> People, I'm telling you. People here, every person fists. Every person in LA is a fisting bottom. And it, I have, I have, I like my penis. Like I like my penis. I'm not, it's not a thud club or whatever, but it is serviceable for me. I, there's no complaints. I love it. It works. It's great. It's nice. It's a little more than average, a little more. And then, but like, I mean, I need to, I need to carry around like an obelisk <laughs> because like these, it is just wild. Bunny, it is like a vortex. It is like a, it is like a black hole that sucks up all the furniture. And it's, um, I feel a little like, oh my God. But, but apparently in LA, there's all bottoms. It's all the bottoms. obelisk for me. It's the obelisk yeah. for me. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> the I'm Washington dead. Monument went straight up his ass. <laughs> <clears throat> keep, oh, oh, keep talking. I'm about to come. Oh, oh, this is good. I told you Katya would be a great guest. Okay. Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. happy new year happy new year girl this was 2021 as brought to you by ebony and irony we look forward to chatting with you all more in the new year and And we have got some hot topics coming up this year we got some and we were finally releasing that damn song. The yeah, the song, song is finally coming out. We're yes. going to release it. Yes. And you know, so. All new things. Bunny, you have a terrible new year, and I hope you get fucked <laughs> very heartily this year. Honey, I got fucked the minute I signed up to do this podcast with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Monet. You too, and babe. to all our listeners. Podcast Network.